morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. The polls have closed and the numbers are in. Well, about half of them anyway. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports on how municipal elections looked as of Tuesday night and who the frontrunners are as officials prepare to count over 1,700 more ballots Wednesday afternoon. Sitkins really took advantage of early voting this year. Just over 1,700 residents cast their ballots by mail, fax, and early in-person voting over the two weeks leading up to the municipal election. One could have expected that, as a result, fewer folks would turn out on Election Day. But volunteer Dorothy Orbison, who oversees Precinct 2, says the turnout on October 6th was steady. Uh, We've had a few flurries with short lines. In general, we've had no lines but a steady trickle all day long. So we're at a very decent turnout for a regular municipal election. So when you add all of the enthusiastic participation that we had for the early voting, this is a great turnout. Orbison says that although the turnout was high for a municipal election, she still expects to see more for the presidential election in November. But even so, the crowd was a diverse representation of Sitka voters. So we see the usuals plus um, some fresh new faces with their first time voting, which is always a treat. Um, But yeah, many neighbors that we haven't seen for a few elections have decided to turn out this time. So far, here are the results. Of around 1,500 ballots cast on Election Day, Stephen Eisenbeis is narrowly leading incumbent Gary Paxton in the mayor's race by around 28 votes. Eisenbeis received 801 votes with both precincts reporting. Paxton received 773. Of the eight assembly candidates running for office, Crystal Duncan and Rebecca Hemshoot are leading the charge with 858 votes and 721 votes, respectively. Candidates Amy Bethune and Marshall Albertson are trailing closely behind. Bethune received 524 votes. Albertson received 487. Of the three school board candidates, incumbent Andrew Hames is the clear frontrunner with 1,247 votes. Cass Pook is narrowly ahead of incumbent Blossom Twitchell. Pook received 748 votes and Twitchell received 706. But it's too soon to tell whether those candidates will remain in the lead once the 1,700 early and absentee votes are counted. That process begins Wednesday at noon and results will be posted sometime around 5 p.m. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Unofficial results are in for most communities around the region following yesterday's municipal elections. Official results won't be ready until early next week, but as of right now, numbers are in for Angoon, Cake, Port Alexander, and Tenakee Springs. In Angoon, 189 ballots were cast, including 40 absentee and question ballots and one spoiled ballot. Incumbent Mayor Joshua Bowen received 70 votes, or a little over half of the votes cast for the mayor's seat, also known as seat C on the city council. In the race for seat D on the city council, newcomer Harriet Silva received 84 votes, while incumbent Gail Tharps Lucero won 28 votes. Pauline Jim also received 28 votes. Also on the ballot in Angoon was a tax that would charge $10 per fish box on all commercially caught fish. It was passing with around 70% of the vote at the time of the unofficial count. Port Alexander's seven city council seats were up for re-election with an all-write-in ballot. A total of 34 ballots were cast, including 18 absentee ballots. 
The top seven candidates are Laura Pollard with 25 votes, Ryan Martin with 23 votes, Thomas Corso with 20 votes, Sarah Patrick, Deborah Rose Gifford, and Corey Gifford all with 15 votes, and Kevin Mulligan with 14 votes. Write-in votes were cast for 29 candidates. And in Tenneke Springs, four city council seats were up for re-election. Incumbent Mayor Dan Kennedy received 27 votes. Rudy Zeal and Linnea Lospinosho-Chatel both received 26 votes. And Nikita Chase received 11 votes. Eight more names were cast as write-ins. In total, 62 ballots were cast with 30 absentee ballots and four spoiled ballots. And finally, in Cake, 168 ballots were cast on Tuesday. In a race for two open city council seats, candidate Paul Rostad is in the lead with 94 votes, and Henrik Kadek Sr. is also leading with 83 votes. In the race for one open seat on Cake's school board, Adam Davis earned 96 votes, while Paulette Jackson earned 61. All results are unofficial, and updated results will air early next week. Tenneke Springs got more than newly elected officials this week. The community reported its first known case of the coronavirus. Mayor Dan Kennedy announced the new case on Tuesday. He identified the man as a Tenneke Springs resident and said that state health officials have started the contact tracing process. The man had recently spent time in Juneau and returned to Tenneke before being medevaced back to Juneau on Saturday for an injury unrelated to COVID-19. He had no symptoms of the coronavirus when he tested positive. Several of Tenneke's first responders had contact with the man and are now in quarantine. The remote island community of around 155 people is still requesting that all visitors and residents avoid public places for 14 days upon arrival. The city is also requiring masks in all public buildings and businesses and along the town's trail when six-foot social distancing can't be maintained. The city has partnered with the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium to offer local COVID-19 testing. Tenneke's clinic has been unstaffed in recent years, but is currently in preliminary negotiations with Search to take it over and staff it part-time, according to Kennedy. Anyone in Tenneke can take a test, whether or not they have symptoms. The median age in Tenneke Springs is around 58. That's 20 years higher than the national average. The risk of becoming severely ill from the coronavirus increases with age, according to the CDC and most health experts. Mayor Kennedy says he doesn't think the town's bathhouse will close in response to the new case. It's the only place many residents have to bathe. He hopes this case will serve as a wake-up call and encourage residents to carefully follow protocols to reduce the spread of the virus. And the pandemic has disrupted all of our lives in some way or another but it's had a particularly dramatic impact on the lives of college students. In Sitka, many students who normally would have headed out of state for in-person classes have opted to stay home. KCAW's Aaron McKinstry spoke with three young Sitkans about what they're doing instead. Ella Lubin loves school. Unlike a lot of her friends, she never wanted to take a gap year between high school and college. Like, I was so excited when I graduated high school to go to college. If it weren't for the pandemic, she'd be studying her way through her sophomore year at Yale right now. Instead, she's back in her hometown of Sitka, living with her parents. Touching down on the runway in March, because March is when I came back, uh, was definitely bittersweet because it was a beautiful sunny day. There was snow on the mountains. 
the water was glistening <laughs> and I was so happy to be in this wild place again. But at the same time, I kind of understood it was very unlikely that I would be leaving and that felt a little suffocating. Lubin had the option to take online classes this fall, but instead she decided to do something she never thought she would, take time off. And she's not alone. Nationwide, enrollment numbers for undergraduate students are down 2.5%, according to data from Clearinghouse. Lubin says she doesn't regret it. She's doing things she never would have done otherwise. I just got off of a fishing tender, which I was on for a month, and that was super cool. That was my first time interacting with the commercial fishing industry firsthand, and I loved it, and I loved being on the water and seeing these incredible places in southeast Alaska. And now she's working as a campaign outreach director for Representative Jonathan Christ Tompkins, who's running for a fifth term representing Sitka in the Alaska legislature. The work may even influence her major, she says, which is still undecided. And Lubin's not the only one trying to get the most of the unexpected time off. Marlis Board was supposed to start her junior year at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado this fall, but she didn't feel comfortable returning for in-person classes. So... She stayed in Sitka and is taking online classes from UAS instead that weren't offered at her school. She's also working as a COVID screener at the Sitka Rocky Gutierrez Airport. I'm a public health major, and so this COVID screening testing deal kind of falls under what I want to do when I'm older. Board says she does better with in-person classes, and she misses her college friends. She hopes to go back to Fort Lewis in the spring. But until then, she's enjoying the unexpected time with her family. You know, this is something nobody has ever experienced before. And so being back home has also helped with that because um, family also gives me a lot of comfort during this time. Spending time with family has been a bright spot for college sophomore Lucy Polson, too. She spends most mornings taking classes at Harvard thousands of miles from campus and her afternoons taking walks with her mom and their dog. But it's also been hard to let go of freedom that she just started to get used to. It just felt like it was just completely ripped away like as soon as I came home. And it almost felt like returning to high school a little bit, you know, where suddenly like you're living in your like in the bedroom, you know, that you grew up in. You're sitting down to dinner like with your family every single night. Polson didn't have the option to return for in-person classes, and she worried that if she took time off, she'd lose momentum and never go back. So she's trying to look on the bright side and recognize the lessons this experience has taught her. I think it's one that I will have learned a lot from, both about myself and just kind of like how everything just functions, you know, when suddenly everything that we thought we had is just like turned on its head. None of them know what college will look like in the spring or even next fall. 